When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre, and this is the part where Tony usually makes fun of me. Tony Kornheiser, I'm not going to make fun of you. Name? Pablo. Pablo. Not going to make fun of you, Pablo. Nigel, I appreciate. I appreciate that he is there to help. I've noticed Mm. that this is a crucial part of how we work together now, that I have to be reminded that you need to be reminded every time I show up. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Pablo. Yeah. Welcome Nailed to PTI, it. boys and girls. Wilbon has the day off. I'm joined by our great friend from the ESPN Daily and Debatable Podcast, Mr. Pablo Torre. That's, not, that's good. And we begin today with Brock Purdy. There are reports that the 49ers have decided to go forward next year with Purdy as their number one quarterback. At the beginning of this season, Purdy was a distant number three behind Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo both of whom got injured. Pablo, should the 49ers commit to Purdy as a starter for next season? Absolutely, Tony. And let me cut to the chase here. I would rather have Brock Purdy than Tom Brady on the San Francisco 49ers next season, which must be infuriating to both every other NFL team and specifically to Tom Brady, a guy who, of course, would I think love to come back and finally play for his hometown team. But the reason I say that with confidence with this specific team is that a rookie quarterback who is this good is the greatest competitive advantage when building an NFL team. They're going to pay Brock Purdy about a million dollars a year. He can't renegotiate until after 2024. They can afford Christian McCaffrey, possibly. They can re-sign Nick Bosa, possibly. It's an amazing thing that Brock Purdy is not just a stopgap. He might be the solution to keeping this whole thing going. Okay, so your answer is based on economic reality and a salary cap and how teams build a team. And I understand that. I just want to go backwards first before we go forwards, right? Jimmy Garoppolo had taken the 49ers to a Super Bowl. He wasn't particularly good in it. They did not win the game. As a result of that, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch says, we've got to upgrade that position. So they trade three draft picks to move up in the draft to get Trey Lance, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, only played in one game in his last year in college. That's how sure they were that Trey Lance was it. And that reminds me of two words, and those words are Jordan Love. So in comes Purdy (laughs) in, in this kind of a circumstance, and his success has been notable. I'm not going to say remarkable, but I am going to say notable. But something is very important here. He was he was the last pick in the draft. He was DFL in the draft. And he's 7-0 and now, and he could win the Super Bowl, And if, even mm-hmm. if he doesn't. But if he does that, what that tells you is that every team in the league, other than San Francisco, found reasons not to pick him for seven rounds. And San Francisco found reasons not to pick him for six rounds. So exactly. his, success, his success says to me that every scout and every talent evaluator should shut up and sit down, in the words of Michael Wilbon. And actually, so should Shanahan and Lynch. 
shut up and sit down because you, you know, you went up the Trey Lance tree and where did it get you? Now, the other thing I would say very quickly is I'm not sure I'd commit to him just yet. I'd like to see him in a championship game. I'd like to see if the moment is too big for him. But if he wins it, he's it. But here's the thing, right? Trey Lance, and this is the other two words that come to mind, sunk cost. The sunk cost fallacy, an economic problem where because you paid so much for something, you feel obligated to stick with it. That's the only reason to stick with Trey Lance. This does not mean, though, Tony, that you just, you know, pull the parachute cord on Trey Lance. He's now the backup next season. And we know. Yes, I would keep on top him. Of, yes, I agree. Exactly. Exactly. And so on top of the clear stupidity of the scouting industrial complex to miss repeatedly so badly wow. on Brock Purdy, wow. you also have to understand mm. that, yes, you're going to have injuries, and so maybe you'll get the guy you paid three first-rounders to acquire in your team again on the field That's because right. the human meat sack is, yeah, what we are operating as I, 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 I don't want to go crazy over the bell. I'll just say this in, in five seconds. This is Kurt Warner and Tom Brady. These are people who are disrespected in the draft, and as soon as they get in, they show you this talent. That's what Brock Purdy has done. Yes, immediately, number one offensive efficiency and all of that. But we turn to baseball, Tony, because writers voted one new player, exactly one, into the Hall of Fame last night. That would be third baseman Scott Rowland, who snuck in by just five votes, and no other player was named on, yeah, 75% of the ballots. He was the only guy who made it in. So is one electee enough? You know, in an, in an absolute world, one is enough for me. This is the Hall of Fame. This isn't a shopping mall. You know, I mean, if people vote and only one person hits the threshold, I'm good with that. What I'm not good with is all the players who are out there far better than this one electee who are hanging around in some sort of limbo, steroids or not. Okay, I mean, and I'm talking about, you know, Manny, I'm talking about A-Rod, and I'm certainly talking about Bonds and Clemens. You know, Scott Rowland, if you believe that Scott Rowland is a fine choice, that's well and good. But the other thing that happens, you have all these steroid people, Pablo, is that it shrinks the pool of people you quickly identify as a true Hall of Famer. So that gives you maybe one or sometimes... Maybe none. I had this conversation with Richard Justice today on my podcast this morning. Do you want a small hall with non-Parel players that you understand are the greatest ever? Or do you want a big hall that every once in a while you get somebody who's a very good player, but maybe not a great player? Scott Rowland had eight gold gloves. It's great. Played 17 seasons. It's great. I think a 281 average and 316 home runs. But he was never Mm -hmm. an MVP. He never won anything. You know, he never finished first in anything in particular. Now, now Richie says he's great with Scott Rowland. And he thinks Andre, um, Beltre, I think Adrian Beltre, Beltre yeah. and Chase Utley m- might get in next year. But he doesn't think you can have a hall without Bonds and Clemens. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hall as a museum guy. That's my theory of the Hall of Fame. But beyond that, I do, I do favor the small hall. I'm like you. I love, maybe perversely, because I am a journalist or like to claim to be one still as I gas bag with you on television, I like the power that journalists have to rigorously gatekeep when it comes to caring about the sport. I do. I admit to this. But beyond that, I also note that it's very strange, the psychology of feeling like we kind of got to elect somebody because this would have been the second year out of three, Tony, in which no one had been elected if not for Scott Rowland or T's got in, right? And so... 
I think there's a little bit of embarrassment as to like, I think that hole might be actually too small. I think that proves how tough it is to get in. And I think you have to ask yourself right now about, like Scott Rowland to me is an all-star. There's no question he's an absolute all-star. Is he a Hall of Famer? That's, I don't know. Yeah, and the steroid guys we now have golf United. beef. It's crazy, yeah. We have golf beef. We have spectacular golf beef. <laughs> Between it's real and spectacular. Between Rory McIlroy and Patrick Reed. They're both at a tournament in Dubai that's open to the PGA and Saudi Tour players. McIlroy's on the range. Reed comes over to say hello. McIlroy totally snubs him. Reed walks away, flicks a tee at McElroy that happens to be a live tee. McElroy said, this is a direct quote, I'm living in reality. I don't know where he's living. If I were in his shoes, I wouldn't expect a hello or a handshake, unquote. And Reed said of tossing the tee at McElroy, and I'm quoting here, if you're going to act like an immature little child, then you might as well be treated like one. Woo! <laughs> Pablo, whose side you got? <sighs> Tony, I love this story because the video that was just shown reveals nothing that a normal person would look at and say, oh, that's great beef. It's very calm. They're collected. It's a subtle gesture, the throwing of a tea, and yet the hatred underneath. Look, I side with McElroy. I know reading your brain that there is a 0.0 chance that you're a Reed guy in this because Rory McElroy, to go to your phrasing there, he knows that Patrick Reed knows where he lives normally, because his complaint is that he was served with litigation on Christmas Eve. That's the That's backdrop right. to so That's much right. of this. And I just love that, yes, the live tour thing has always been about this. It's been about bad interpersonal incentives conflicting. And now we get it finally laid bare in Dubai, fittingly enough. It is very hard to side with Patrick Reed. He goes around suing everybody. <laughs> That's his move is to have lawsuits. And I really like McElroy. I think he's smart. I think he's thoughtful. I think he understands a golfer's place in the real world, which he has said often is a very, very small place in the real world. In this particular thing, I think I side with Patrick Reed, and I'm going to tell really? you why. What, what, wow. what, just in this thing, what, what was his crime? He went over to say hello to someone he's competed against for years, and McElroy iced him. He deliberately iced him. He knew the cameras were rolling, <laughs> and he wanted, if he could, to reduce Patrick Reed to an ant. And, yes. and I think that you have to know the history here with these two guys. They played in one of the greatest singles matches ever in the Ryder Cup in 2016, I believe it was, in Hazeltown, uh, in, in Minnesota. And they played to the crowd, and they shushed the crowd, and they waved to the crowd, and they rolled birdie in after birdie after birdie. Patrick Reed beat him in that one. Patrick Reed became known as Captain America. I would never side with Patrick Reed. Man. But flipping a live T at him is sort of funny. <laughs> sort of well, funny. Is, Let's know, take I've a break. I underestimated that. Yeah. The grudge that the that little sort flip actually does embody. Yeah, you would like that. It's a live T. I mean, if it was a regular T, you'd go, what? What a jerk. Everyone in the story. Let's take a break. It's the symbol of the antagonism. Coming up, Patrick Mahomes says his ankle injury is doing good. How should the Bengals defend against them? We're going to ask Booger McFarland. And why haven't teams been able to rattle, yes, San Francisco's rookie quarterback? It's impossible to side with Patrick Reed, except in a very small moment like this. Because having a subpoena delivered to Rory's house on Christmas Eve with his kids... 
PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Let's dig into this weekend's conference championship games with our great friend from NFL Primetime, Monday Night Countdown today wearing a golf shirt, from Gator Creek, <laughs> Mr. Booger McFarland. This is the first question you got. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was at practice today with the Chiefs, and he said that his ankle is, quote, doing good. You played defense. If you were part of the defense on Cincinnati, you know this guy's got a bad ankle. I don't, I don't think that anybody is going to not take advantage of that. How would it change the way you played defense knowing that he's got a bad ankle? Well, Tony, the thing that makes Patrick Mahomes very special is the fact that he can move around. Like, rarely is he uh, going to be sacked in the pocket. His improvisational skills, his ability to move and keep plays alive, I think that's got to be hampered right now, right? Uh, it, it's one thing to practice. It's another thing to move and have lateral movement in the game. So if I'm defensive coordinator Luana Rumo, I'm going to blitz Patrick Mahomes a little bit more make him move. I'm going to play man-to-man coverage. And typically, you don't play man because you don't want your defender's back turned to the quarterback and Patrick can scramble. But if he can't move, I can play a little bit more man-to-man coverage and come after him just a little bit more. Well, Booger, let's get to the question of protecting Joe Burrow, right? Because this seemed like an impossible task once the Bengals' offensive line lost three starters. But here they are. They allowed only three hits, one sack, against the Bills, and so D-linemen like yourself, what are you guys doing? What are, you, what are they doing to you more accurately to frustrate, yeah, the pass rush? Well, they're not getting beat quick. It's one thing not to be a good offensive lineman. It's another thing to get beat quick and allow immediate pressure. They're not doing that. You couple that with the fact that Joe Burrow has the poise and the accuracy, and, and, and I'm not going to overstate this, but just like Joe Montana, When he's in the pocket, he doesn't panic. He's very laid back. He steps up. He finds an avenue, and he gets rid of the ball very decisively. And so if you're an offensive lineman, 
You don't have to protect all day. You know you just really can't get beat quick, and you have a quarterback in Joe Burrow that will get rid of the football, and he's doing an outstanding job of that. Well, let's talk about the defense in the other game of the weekend because the Niners get the Eagles, and these are two of the best defenses in the entire NFL straight up. Do you expect either one, either unit, to uh, you know, be more impressive than the other on Sunday? Yeah, I think the 49ers are going to be more impressive. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. The Philadelphia Eagles have 75 sacks if you count the postseason, and that is outstanding. Yeah. But if you go back to midseason, remember teams could run on them a little bit. That's when they went out and got uh, Indomitian Sue. They tried to get some help to fortify their front because they were allowing teams to run up the middle. Remember that Monday night where the commanders ran the football an awful mm -hmm. lot? The 49ers have not been able to give up anything. So I think if you're Coach Kyle Shanahan and you're running the football for the 49ers against that Eagle defense, you will have some, some, some success. I'm not sure that the Eagles are going to have success running the ball against that 49er unit. They've been the best defense in football all season long, and I expect that to continue on Sunday. I love the fact that you just said about a minute ago, you don't want to overstate this, and then you compared, <laughs> then you compared Joe Burrow to Joe Montana. You know, I mean, Joe Montana, that's as, pretty much as high as you yeah, get. No but I'll go to another San Francisco quarterback now. I'll go to Brock Purdy. Um, defenses have always, at least in the past, been able to rattle rookie quarterbacks. Rookie quarterbacks with more credentials coming into the league than Brock Purdy. How come nobody has been able to rattle Brock Purdy? Well, typically rookie quarterbacks haven't played a lot of football and they don't have a lot of experience. Tony, he's played in 48 games in college. He threw over almost 1,500 passes. He's got a ton of experience. You couple that with getting in a, a player-friendly, a quarterback-friendly offense in San Francisco, that's reason number one. Reason number two, think about this, TK. If I'm going to a street fight and it's just me, you, and Pablo, I'm probably going to get rattled. Now, if I'm going to a street <laughs> fight and I got Debo Samuel, I got Christian McCaffrey, I got George Kittle, I got Trent Williams behind me, I'm going to feel pretty good. So understand this. He's going to a street fight and he's got some bad dudes with him. He ain't, he ain't bringing Pablo Torre <laughs> and Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon. That's he's right. bringing a bunch of dudes with him. So it's hard to rattle somebody when they got a lot of enforcers behind him like he does. I go over my notes all the time when I see the name Brock Purdy, and I think to myself, how could nobody have drafted him higher? How is that possible? Thank you, Booger. <laughs> I think I'm offended, by the way. Anytime, I'm trying fellas. to be offended, but can't even Don't be offended, Pablo. Ugh. You've not been in a I street fight in the recent years. Yes, you could help. You could bring water, I guess. Let's take one last break. <laughs> Still to come, LeBron should be getting some big help back tonight. And American Tommy Paul, Tony, makes it to the semifinals of the Australian Open. But how should he feel about who he faces now? So the Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Happy time, people. Happy 38th birthday, Patrick Willis. The 49ers linebacker was the 11th overall pick in the 2007 NFL Draft out of Ole Miss. Willis was first-team All-Pro five times, made the Pro Bowl in each of his seven full seasons. Willis was on the 49ers team that lost the Super Bowl to Baltimore in the 2012 season when Jim and John Harbaugh coached against each other. Willis's career was cut short by a toe injury that wouldn't heal. He left the NFL after just eight seasons. He is a finalist for the Hall of Fame this year for a second time, and the Hall of Fame class will be announced on February 9th. You know, Tony, there are some teams where there's one position that seems to be a tradition of excellence in the Niners linebackers. I mean, look at Fred Warner this season, the guy who might be the best player on the field if we cared about defense like we cared about offense. That guy carrying the torch for Patrick Willis. Happy anniversary, Serena Williams. On this day 20 years ago, the 21-year-old Serena survived an error-filled match to beat her older sister Venus 7-6-3-6-6-4 to win her first Australian Open and her fourth straight major, thus giving her what is now known as the Serena Slam. Serena beat Venus in all four of those finals, and that is familial domination, Holmes. Serena won a similar slam in 2014 and 2015, but in that one, she beat four different players in the finals. Caroline Wozniacki in the U.S. Open, Maria Sharapova in the Aussie, Lucy Safarova in the French, and Gabinia Muguruza in Wimbledon. Serena has 23 majors, one shy of Margaret Court's record. And she's not done yet, right? Like every update that we were getting, and I think it still remains true, suggests that she is going to live the life Serena is of a boxer. Someone who is lingering around looking for, yes, another great belt to hold. And she might do it. She really might. Really? Oh, I would have thought she was done. Maybe not. Happy trails to Georgetown's 29-game Big East losing streak. The Hoyas finally won a Big East. The Hoyas win! The Hoyas win! They finally won a Big East (laughs) game last night. Beating DePaul 81-76. It was Georgetown's first Big East win since March of, hello, 2021. And it stopped the longest conference losing streak in Big East history. It also stopped the Hoyas' recent 10-game losing streak. A long, long time ago with George Mikan, DePaul was a championship team. It now seems like a long time ago that Georgetown, with Patrick Ewing as a player, not a coach, was a championship team. Next up for Georgetown is another decaying battleship, St. John's, <laughs> which has lost six of its eight last eight, eight Big East games. Tony, that story makes me feel old. I have to tell the kids out there what Patrick Ewing was like at Georgetown. Like this, this whole losing streak made me so sad because it was about dignity. A man that, that proud, that good, has been suffering at his alma mater, and I'm glad at least a little bit of that is, is behind him. I'm glad they won. I'm glad for Kelleher, too. He was there. I just watched on TV. Big finish. (laughs) Anthony Davis set to rejoin the Lakers tonight against the Spurs. Is that significant? As long as he is healthy, the big asterisk, of course. LeBron had 46, and they lost last night. Tommy Paul, meanwhile, beat Ben Shelton to make it into the Aussie Open semis. Your thoughts? 
Uh, he draws Novak Djokovic in the semis. He'd probably be lucky to win five games. This has the feel of Georgia TCU. The AP's NFL MVP finalists are Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes. Who do you like? The best story is Hurts. The best player remains, again, Patrick Mahomes. Number 12, Iowa State beat number 5, Kansas State, for a share of the lead in the Big 12. You impressed? That's the best conference in the country. I think they got five teams in the top 15. Iowa State's 11-0 at home. Last one, Nuggets at Bucks tonight. Who you got, Jokic or Giannis? Ooh, Jokic and Jamal Murray both questionable. If Jokic goes, give me the guy who should win his MVP. Yeah, again. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. Scott Sadler, happy birthday. And I'm Pablo Torre, by the way. Please check out ESPN Daily and Debatable, wherever you get, you know, the good podcasts. But for now, your Sports Center. It's a pleasure to do the show with you. I'm so glad you like it.